This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. It's time to talk to my friend Kanata Edwards. At Nada the Scribe on Twitter, CBSSports.com. There he is, smiling face, if you're watching on WRAL Sports Plus. Thank you very much. Oh, nice artwork in the background. Uh, very nice. You know, I make none of these decisions. You already know this is my girlfriend that makes this decision. It's quite all right. I like it. Yeah, no, again, I'd love to take credit for it, but like, I can't and expect to basically not sleep on the couch. I can't take credit. (laughs) Like, I can't do that. I I totally, totally understand. All right, let's start with the biggest story in the NBA, uh, and that is Mm -hmm. Kyrie. Well, there are a lot of big stories in the NBA, uh, and, and unfortunately, many of them are off the court. Start with Kyrie Irving, uh, and my feeling is that either he's out forever, not ever, but for this season, Brooklyn would have been very justified in saying, you know what, we're done, we live in Brooklyn, you can't clearly exist here, so you're out. They could have done that, Mm -hmm. but they didn't do that. So at this point, why are they making him jump through all sorts of hoops and emasculate himself to come back. Because he did what he did, and then he doubled down twice. Right. Like, so then just I, get rid of him. But they they wouldn't treat another player like this. No, they wouldn't. But at the same time, like the, the problem that I have with this entire situation is that this dude literally set himself on fire. Mm-hmm. And now we're saying, okay, we're letting the corpse smolder a little bit too long. <laughs> we're, we're, we're enjoying, like, I can't feel sorry for a guy that set himself on fire, tried to put it out the first time, got it again, no flames. And then after that decided, you know what? I'm going to set myself on fire again. At what point does like, he crossed a line that has been mm-hmm. established since Public Enemy and P- Professor Griff, which is basically 30 years ago. We know that line. That line has been established. And yet at the same time, we are surprised there are said consequences for crossing that line, not only one, not once, but twice. So at, at some point, like, you just got to let the, let the dude do whatever. But at the same time, this is one of those times where Joe Sy is trying to have his cake and eat it too. Right. And I... And I think that's a, that's the bigger problem I might have with this entire situation. And and that's and that's really my point. the The proper move for Brooklyn when Ky, when they gave Kyrie Irving multiple opportunities to make this good publicly, and he refused to do it mm-hmm. with a simple question: "Are you anti-Semitic?" And he wouldn't answer. No, just answer no. That's all that was asked in that particular time. First of all, I don't believe he watched the video until after the fact, but that's just me because he didn't act like somebody. Because if you if you knew, I mean, I haven't watched it either, but I've read about what's in it from people who have watched it. And there's just Ms. Holocaust denial. We're just done. We're just done right here. Um, If the, the Nets would have been justified to just cut loose, cut him loose then and moving on. But the, yeah. what they're doing here, you know, you have to meet with this peop- these people. You have to, all of this is it's just window dressing. It yeah. Ky- Kyrie's heart ain't in that. So it's it's just it's always it's ma- like it's making them look better. It has nothing to do with him. This is what we're making him do. 
And I think, I just think all of that is unnecessary. Well, it's all unnecessary, but at the same point, like, this is Joe Sy trying to get back in the good graces of everybody after Kyrie had that second incident at the shoot-around. Like, this is all trying to get, because remember, everything was fine until the Nets decided, you know what we're going to do? We are just going to have this guy talk before shoot-around. And then once he did it again, like, there was no way you could bring him back and have him play these games, especially when the night before you had that whole, you had, what I forgot, it was like six or seven people courtside with the shirts about anti-Semitism. Like, you couldn't bring him back. And at some point, like, that's got to be a situation where, like, he doubles down. I understand, like, I understand the PR side of this. And granted, that's been botched miserably <laughs> by the Nets yeah. and by by the NBA at large. But at the same point, this is what, like, it's like we keep saying. He's got to go. And the last person to know, unfortunately, is Joe Psy because yeah. it, it – but then again, there's a whole other question of whether the Nets, as presently constituted, should be together <laughs> if there's a breakup coming. Yeah, there. I mean, there might have to be. Look, I, I, I actually had worked myself into this part of the conversation earlier about, you know, the Nets have to make Kevin Durant happy, too. And then I realized that Kevin Durant's never going to be happy no matter what happens. <laughs> uh, but what do they owe Kevin Durant? Nothing. Quite frankly, shouldn't nothing. they trade? Like, shouldn't they trade Durant for whatever they can get? What are you going to get for him? I don't know. Like that—that's that. It becomes that's the question because now you're talking about a team that basically owes the next five drafts to the Houston Rockets mm-hmm. for the James Harden trade. You're talking about having nothing and then possibly being one of those teams. Like, could because could you imagine the PR nightmare it becomes if Victor Wembanyama? becomes a Houston Rocket <laughs> because of the Nets. Like, let's think about that very, very carefully. Like, there's a scenario in which, hey, Victor Wembenyama is a, is a Houston Rocket, and it's all thanks to the Brooklyn Nets and their inability to keep people together. Like, we've seen this in the league now. You, could, you can trade picks. You just can't be the team that gives that pick away. And I understand completely because that's literally throwing away a, a winning lottery ticket. And if you like, and we're talking about the billion, billion and a half Powerball yeah. when we talk about Victor Wembanyama. So I get it. Like, I don't want to be that team that gives it away. But at the same time, like, there's going to need to be something done. And I just don't know if trading Kevin Durant for pennies on the dollar does it. But it looks like we're headed there regardless at this point. I mean, for I mean, for Kevin Durant's sanity, it might have to uh, it might have to happen. All right, let me get to what's going on with the Hornets, and I know you you used to do a Locked On Hornets podcast. Uh, So it's going to sound weird, but one of the Ball family is injured again. Uh, Were the shoes that bad that these guys can't? I'm like, I'm I don't want to joke about it, but I just did, I guess. Uh, Lonzo Ball's been hurt for the better part of the last two years. Now uh, Lamelo's season barely gets off the ground after a while, and now he's back on the injured list. What he step on a fan's foot? Uh, he stepped the- on a fan's foot. That was the wild part. Like, literally, <laughs> it was the most freak accident of right. freak accidents. And we're talking about a guy that might not, we may not see until 2023 and mm. maybe decent portions into 2023, if at all. 
There is a question to be had about the Pumas because, again, with Lonzo at first, it was big baller brand and those shoes right. were kind of janky and everything else like that. And he <laughs> had of. to get off. And yeah, well, I'm trying to be nice. I'm kind of. really trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah, kind of janky. And at the same point, like, the Puma deal, like, it's fair to question, hey, maybe these Pumas weren't the best design for gameplay. And those are questions that you're going to have to ask about these mellow ball ones that have sold total, like sold off the shelves in Charlotte. And I know nationwide they've done a pretty decent dent. But in terms of LaMelo ball and this team, season's over. It's time mm-hmm. to now start thinking about what you're going to get from Mason Plumlee, what you're probably going to get for a Kelly Oubre who has played the best I think I've ever seen him play. Right. And then you may have to entertain questions about Terry Rozier. You may have to entertain questions about Gordon Hayward. The latter may be a little bit harder to deal because he's owed 30 plus million and he's played in the last two seasons, no more than 47 games. He's hurt again. Yeah. He's hurt again. He's He's currently hurt now. He's currently hurt now. So availability is an issue. So there are going to be questions about where this team decides to take this direction. And, oh, yeah, Miles Bridges is still out there, and he's going to be suspended, and you're going to have to decide what you want to do with him because there may, again, while the Hornets may not want him, and there are signs that that is a legitimate thing, some team is going to want him for a cut rate. It may be in your best interest because we know he's going to be suspended as soon as he's signed right. to sign that guy to a low stakes contact con, uh, contract, let him sit out this season, which he'll probably mm-hmm. be suspended for. And then in the summer you offer a bidding more again, you, you try and find something for him, find a home for him. That doesn't happen to be Charlotte. If they choose not to deal with them, there's like, the season is over, but there are still a lot of questions for the Charlotte Hornets going forward. So is it over for Miles Bridges with the Hornets? Won't ever play here again? <sighs> Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator? Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013 or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I think if they can find a place where they can get maybe 50 maybe 75 cents on the dollar for him. I can see him coming back. My, uh, if they can't get any value for him, then he's going to stay. It's going to be one of those marriages of convenience. He needs to get his reputation yeah. back in order. He needs to keep his nose clean. And then the Hornets need him to do that because, well, he's got all this, he's got all this negative value. Everybody in the league has seen those pictures. More right. importantly, every activist group has seen that hospital report. Right. This is one of those situations where, like, it may be the best for both parties to try and stick it out for a year, 18 months, and then see where we're at after that. Is going to have that problem basically anywhere. I mean, if you go somewhere, yeah. it doesn't, doesn't matter. All that stuff is uh, – the Internet never forgets. Uh, and no. people – 
And most people don't forget either. I mean, some people who are just about what do, what do you do between the lines, uh, those people don't care now. Uh, but sure. for, the, for the surrounding communities and fan bases and parents and kids, I mean, I think all that stuff matters. Final thing. So Steph Curry is having that kind of year. But the Golden State Warriors are not helping. Six and nine, they are 0-8 away from home. Curry is uh, averaging 33 on 53% shooting, 45% from three, 93% from the line. In other words, he's Steph Curry still. What's going on there? And why is Clay Thompson so bad? Clay, like... Clay might have given you his best season that you're going to see going forward because, again, that dude is basically run, working on surgically repaired legs. Yes. We're not talking about just one leg, an ACL. Like, we're talking an ACL and an Achilles. Mm-hmm. That dude still being able to be semi-competitive on a basketball <laughs> court is a modern miracle of medicine, okay. quite honestly. That's fair. So. Between that and then the the Warriors tried to make this gamble, and I understand the gamble that they tried to make. They tried to do this two timelines thing. It makes sense when you think about it. Like, you're trying to compete for t- championships. You're also trying to compete for n- f- future championships. So that's why you have your James Wiseman, your Jonathan Kamingas. You have all these other guys. The problem becomes at some point, like, are you willing to sacrifice wins to bring in player development? And that's why you don't see an Otto Porter there. That's why you don't mm-hmm. see a Juan Toscano Anderson. That's why you don't see a Damian Lee, who is Steph Curry's brother-in-law, and he couldn't even <laughs> st- stick around. So think about that. Like this team is this team had two different like kind of timelines yeah. to it. And it just shows you that two timelines doesn't ever really work. Unless you're talking about, like, okay, this guy is on the cusp. None of these guys, Kamingo, Wiseman, or Moody, are ready yet. And I don't think the Warriors are going to be much be much more patient much longer because at some point the wins are going to need to come. But I would I would caution it with this: remember that Boston last year started out miserable. Yeah. And then everybody started to buy in. Everybody started playing defense. And what do you know? They're in the finals. I'm willing to give this another month. Okay. I'd be if you're the if you're the Warriors. You're willing to give this another month. Sprinkle in these minutes. See which kids get it. Which kids don't. And if none of them get it, you got to trade them. And you've got to maximize the Steph Curry window because it, there's only so long he's going to be able to be that number one. And I understand that that's why they have all those young kids. Yeah. I'm not sure that the guy that they're believing in, James Wiseman, is the guy per se that you would probably build this around. Uh, I was never a James Wiseman guy. I, I mean, I've I've been right, I've been wrong, um, but he is now in the G League trying to figure things out so they can use him. Um, but I still think the bigger problem is the guys that they have invested in. The Jordan Pools of the world have not been consistent. Clay has not been good. Draymond is what averaging eight points a game, and not that points matter, but uh, he's also not being paid to not contribute Fair. offensively. All of that stuff matters. Kanata Edwards at Nada the Scribe on Twitter, my friend. I appreciate it. Uh, we we didn't even talk Knicks. We'll talk Knicks next time. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Right, talk to you soon. You got it. This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.